You are listening to the Biggest Loser Fan Podcast with Cliff Ravenscraft and Father Roderick. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Biggest Loser Fan Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And my name is Father Roderick from Holland. We are here each and every week to give you our thoughts, our feelings on some of the best television reality programming out there. Well, okay, maybe not some of the best, but some of our favorite anyway. Uh, The Biggest Loser TV show, uh, big hit television around the world. And of course, we've been talking during the summer about losing it with Jillian, which Father Roderick has just come to an end. Yes, it was a short run, but a very good one. I, I, I really like this first season. I hope there's going to be a second season. And even though uh, the, not every episode managed to captivate me in the same way, overall, I'm, I'm really glad with the show and really um, what, what I mostly most appreciated about the show was that they showed so many different cultural backgrounds, so many different types of people all struggling with the same core problems. And uh, and I thought that the show managed to, uh, to 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 put that in the forefront really well. I agree with you there. I mean, they they definitely give us um, the idea that you know a lot of a lot of cultures like to do something. They, they, when we see them uh, talk about their eating habits, they like to blame their you know their culture on on this. It's like you know, ah, oh, well, this is just the way we are. It's like, nah. You know, it, it, maybe it is. Maybe there is a lot of that. But um, this isn't something that's just in the Italian family who likes their food or whatever. I mean, it's everywhere. Right. We are all plagued with this, you know, this Western mindset of, you know, just overabundance of food. And, and we just take in, you know, with without really thinking about what food is meant to do for our bodies. Well, and, and, and one thing that she, um, that Jillian uh, asks them is, you know, what is, what is more important? This so-called identity that is related to food and that you apparently have to express with all that fatty food or your health and the future of your kids, you know, <laughs> what are your priorities? And I thought that that was, that was the core question every time and uh, a very important one for all of us to answer. Right. Now, I, I do want to peel back the curtains here of the podcasting uh, world and, and just let people peek in and, and, and just say that if you're wondering why are we talking about this a week later? Um, well, we're not. We, we were right on time last week, weren't we? <laughs> Absolutely. We had a fantastic show. Um, it was just, yeah, it was a great, great show. We talked about all the previous episodes, the last episode of Losing It with Jillian. Um, we had spontaneous discussions. It was vibrant. It, it was, was one of the best shows that we ever recorded. I, I'm, I, we're not making this up, seriously. In fact, Stephanie, <laughs> my wife, joined us last week, and uh, she added a, a dynamic. Father Roderick did the most amazing uh, off-the-cuff Yoda impersonation. Uh, and and it, seriously, this was, I, I would have to say, it was probably, so far, my favorite episode of the Biggest Loser Fan Podcast. And I have to apologize to each and every one of you. Uh, it, it was the first episode out of the last 2,000 episodes that I've personally recorded that I've lost. Yep. And uh, not only did I lose it once... Not only did I lose it once, but after I lost it, Stephanie and I actually, as as heartbroken as I was, I was able to pull myself together, and Stephanie agreed 
uh, to to re-record the show with me, trying to recapture some of that magic. Uh, even though Father Roderick was already, you know, on his way to bed because it was so late for him, we started to re-record the show. And after we re-recorded the show the second time, lo and behold, I lost it again. Ah, oh, and it and it all turned out to be the SD card, which is a little tiny little memory card that goes inside of my uh, digital audio recorder. And and I guess a little uh, word word of warning to all of you out there who have, you know, digital video cameras and stuff like this, please understand that these these cards, these flashcards, when you when you hear the manufacturer say, you know, that over time the actual you, you, it will degrade in quality and 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 it will eventually get to the place where it won't store information anymore that's true <laughs> and <laughs> and about and about 2000 podcast episode recordings is about the limit so <laughs> so what what's the price of an SD card like that right now oh they're cheap i mean it's like 10 bucks for like a, a 2 to 4 gigabyte card so it's it, they're okay, so i would say 2000 recordings for 10 bucks that's still pretty good value for money <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah uh, but i'll tell you i was so i was so disappointed the first time because the first time i literally thought it was my computer that messed everything up my mac wow. i'm like what do you mean because the card was inside my computer and i had got distracted i was doing some other things and then lo and behold my mac just out of the blue says uh you should not have re- removed your card without ejecting it first and i'm like what are you talking about i didn't eject anything and uh, what happened was the card just died. The card says, you know, I'm done. You know, I'm checking out now. And uh, I pl- pulled the card out and plugged it back in and says, this card needs to be formatted. I'm like, ah, anyway. But, <laughs> so it happened to me as well in the past. I once lost a whole vacation um, that I, I, I did a lot of audio recordings in, in France. Uh, and I was it, it was I had a blast. I was just doing all these audio documentaries about ancient runes and prehistoric sites. And it was the most amazing vacation I've ever had. And I was recording at least 15 hours, I think, of of audio uh, that I wanted to edit when I would get back home. And then um, I was recording on these mini discs. I don't know if you remember those. Uh, it was uh, something that Sony invented. Yeah. And it was yeah. one of the, it's kind of the predecessor, I think, of these um, um audio recorders that work with SD cards and the but it was still it's like having a mini hard drive or a mini floppy disk if you remember those and it broke the the thing and it was impossible to recover and I was heartbroken I mean it took me two days to get over it I was so saddened and frustrated and angry and oh my gosh i was listening to you back then that was that was the catholic insider days and it was like the very early days of the daily breakfast and i remember hearing about that and uh, i actually started out recording onto a a sharp mini disc recorder myself so and in fact i went out and got that same sony mic that you had Right, yeah, so. it was pretty good stuff at the time, but uh, <laughs> at well. the time, <laughs> well, we we've been, you know, we've we've been losing it. So in a yeah. way, it kind of fits the theme of the show. <laughs> That's exactly right. So today's title is losing it, and and of course, what we're talking about is last week's episode twice. Oh, that's that's the title, losing it twice. Yes. <laughs> if only we could lose weight this easily. <laughs> no doubt. That would be sweet. Let's put all of our weight onto SD cards. 
Yeah, wow. Well, talking about losing it uh, before we talk about the show and uh, about the last episode, um, how, how is life in terms of losing it on your end of, uh, of the ocean, Cliff? Well, I'll be honest with you that I have... Um I, I'm 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 still pursuing a very balanced life, but one of the things that have happened to me, you'll recall a couple of weeks back, I told you I came back from vacation and had a real hard time, you know, getting my mind out of the clouds and focused back on to you know, you know, just being excited and and vibrant about the work that I do and, yeah. and stuff like that, and um, uh, you know, that didn't last very long, and and so in fact, at that time, I was very much you know all into my you know w- working out daily physical activity. Stephanie set a goal for herself for a hun- she wanted to move a uh, hundred miles. She wanted to walk a hundred miles in July, uh, and and I joined her in her efforts, uh, walking you know as much as four to seven miles in a single day at times. And so things were going really well there for a while, but I still was having a hard time getting my mind really focused on being excited about the next phase of my business. And yeah. uh, something happened about two weeks ago. And 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 something clicked and it went it's like I kicked right back into gear and I've been riding a creative wave and and oh, I, I, I've and what I've decided to do and 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 I love people's you know thoughts on this but I, I certainly feel this that in times when you pursue a balanced life I think it's important to understand there are times when your day to day and your week to week isn't always completely balanced evenly among the different areas there are times where i feel like wow if i don't if i don't put this thought into motion right now and at least get a little momentum behind it then it'll never get off the ground and these were some big gigantic thoughts and yeah. and i felt that they were inspirations in a way and so i've really been pursuing those and and uh i i literally took about a week with very little intentional physical activity and 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 a lot of extra hours put into putting some new things into place so i i will be honest with you the scale has not moved up mm-hmm. nor has it moved down uh well, but, that's good but and so, i saw that you were um uh, starting to to track your calories again yes on uh, on on lose it and and i happen to to be doing that as well i've, I've been kind of losing the habit of of counting calories and uh and I've noticed it because I'm slowly but gradually have been gaining a few pounds. And at one point, I was like, I think after we recorded uh, this this show that never that never was, uh, I I I stepped on the scale and I was like, that's it. And now I am going to count my calories again. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. I I was just getting scared. I was looking. I was. I was like another pound up, and I don't want this. And before you know it, you know I'm back where I was. Right. It's just this moment, and I I know that I I I ran almost to the living room, and I fired up my iPad because I now have one of those magical devices, and installed Lose It on the iPad, <laughs> and um, and I've been tracking my calories, and and uh, and I, I put myself back on the regime of of trying to lose two two pounds a week. Um, knowing very well that next week I'll be in the United States and um, <clears throat> the food in the United States is uh, is my favorite food. It's going to be really good, but it's also going to be a big temptation. So I'd better, you know, train myself right now to watch what I eat and not go overboard with that before it's too late. Yeah. And, um, Traveling is not fun on counting calories, is it? <laughs> no, it's 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 tricky. And I remember my last flight, I don't know what it was. I think I came back from 
from Rome probably. And I remember having to force myself to refuse the free food that they give you. You know, they, they come around and they serve you uh, like a lunch or breakfast and then they have these chocolate chip cookies and everything. And I know at that time, and it was a good reflex. I was like, do I need this? No, I'm full. I've, I've eaten enough. I've, I've uh, even, uh, I went for the healthy choices on the menu. And, and so, but I, I noticed how difficult it was, especially for someone who's from Holland. And we've got this reputation that everything that's free, you know, we get it. <laughs> yeah. We like, we like good deals. And so I had to force myself to say, no, thank you to the lady that brought me those chocolate chip cookies. And I figure that with a long transatlantic flight that I'm about to, uh, to embark upon, uh, in a few days from now, it's going to be even harder because you're going to be in that, in that airplane. And you know, when I'm, when I'm on a flight, I eat because I'm bored. It's so strange. You're like, oh man, I can't wait for the next meal because there's nothing to do. You're 11 hours on a, on board of a plane and you can't move and you can't do anything. And, you know, you've watched three movies in a row on the entertainment system. I was like, so what's next? Well, food becomes entertainment. And that, that's a very dangerous path. Right. Well, I'll give you something for entertainment. I'm listening to an audiobook that I started yesterday and, 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 and figuratively, I can't put it down. I mean, obviously it's an audio book, so it's not a physical book, but, uh, I can't put this thing down. It's, I'm listening to the accidental billionaires. Which, oh, I heard you talk about that. Which is the, uh, the story of the founding of Facebook. Oh man. Great book. Absolutely that, fun book. Is that um, the the inspiration for that movie that's currently under development? It is. It is the actual the the movie called The Social Network, which should be coming out, I think, in October of this year. Um, yeah. It is completely based upon this book called The Accidental Billionaires, and wow, it reads like a fictional story. It, it's written really, really well. It's enjoyable to listen to. Fantastic. Oh, well. So there uh, you go. That, that, there's some entertainment to take your mind off all that free food. Well, I know I always have to follow your advice because you, you recommended a while ago uh, Crush It. Uh-huh. And, uh, and I, I devoured that book. I actually I g- gave it to my brother for, for his birthday. And uh, by the way, that could be an interesting topic to talk about uh, during this show as well. Because he, he turned 40. And man, he he was so depressed. It was like, this is the end of my life and I'm old and I'm unhealthy. <laughs> anyway, so I gave him the book Crush It. And uh, just to, because it's such an inspiring book and it, it really fired me up when I read it about, you know, getting new ideas and changing your life. And, and wow, it's an amazing book. Anyway, I, <laughs> you just said something and oh my gosh, something just huge. Something huge just hit me. I, I the title from a, a book that I want to write. Oh, really? <laughs> you, you just inspired me. Check this out. I'm I'm gonna write a book called "You Get Paid for That." <laughs> you get paid for that. How did that, I, how did I inspire the the title of that? It it's weird how my mind works, Father Roderick. Just 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 go with it. Okay, <laughs> that's good. It, it's the idea of of you know because people you know it, you talk about the inspiring story of of giving something like Crush It to somebody and say hey you know you can you can actually it, the whole idea of Crush It with Gary Vaynerchuk is is the idea of how you can cash in with your passion. Yeah, and so you know people have been asking me it's like hey can you share your story? Have you do you have a book where you've talked about how you came to do all this? Because man, I'm totally fascinated by your story 
And mm. so uh, I, I thought I was like, you know, I've been thinking about and kicking around this idea of writing a book about how I got started, you know, very much like Gary Vaynerchuk talks about his story. And uh, I, I certainly have a book or five or ten within me. And 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 now I have a title that I think you get paid for that. Paid for that. Because that's what people <laughs> ask when I say I do podcasting full time. It's like you get paid for that. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I do. Anyway. Excellent. So, so what? So was he inspired? I mean, what happened as the result? He was intrigued. Well, he hasn't, of course, read it uh, all the way through, but he kept, you know, kind of paging through it, and 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 he didn't expect uh, something like that. And and we had a phone call just the day before that, uh, where well, we talked about health and getting older, and um, and and I told him, you know, I feel now when I turned forty. I was in twice the shape that I was than when I turned 30. When I was 30, I was, I felt like 50. I was over, I was really overweight. I was on the verge of being obese. I was constantly out of breath. I worked day and night. I didn't, I wasn't happy with the work that I did. Um, I just felt like I was missing out on, on all the important things of my life. Whereas when I was 40, that was the beginning of the new advent, the new me. I mean, I was training for a half marathon. I was starting to discover how to eat healthy. I, I was, I felt that I was doing what I was supposed to do with the, you know, the, all these media adventures and podcasting. And I was reaching so many people and, and, um, I, I felt like, life in the 40s was so much better than when i was in the, in my 30s right and 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 anyway it's it's it, it, it's something that i feel really strongly about that it doesn't really matter how old you are as long as you've got the feeling that you live the life that you are supposed to live that you're kind of living out your vocation or whatever you want to call it and and once you hit that stride once you're really doing what you're where your passion is and you live that in a balanced way and you feel healthy or you work on getting healthier, then, you know, who cares if you're 40 or 50 or 60 or, or 30, as long as you're doing what you're supposed to do. And, and that was kind of what, what I felt when I was reading Crush It by Gary Vaynerchuk. Um, this guy was just uh, so enthusiastic. And, and at the same time, you can tell that he's happy because he knows what his priorities are. And it's, it's, Sure, he loves to build a business. He's definitely he's got a, a great business sense, but also he talks about these these you know what are the most important things in your life? It's ultimately not money. It is your family and it's your friends and it's and your business serves to to nourish that and to protect that and to guarantee that. And man, I I just love that book. It was and a- I totally, I totally agree with it. Well, I'll tell you, um, you know, this is a great topic for those who are listening to this, who are very much interested in losing weight and, and who are struggling with this, because I honestly believe that many times the reason why we struggle with losing weight and, and, or the reason why we struggle with gaining so much weight and, 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 and just are living our lives seemingly out of control and, and not really taking a lot of responsibility for our actions and stuff is because we've kind of given up. We kind of, feel like, ugh, so what, what is the purpose? What is the meaning of life? Why? I mean, I hate my job. I go, I, I think what we do is we end up in our culture today. It's so normal to live a life without passion. It's so normal to live a life that's not meaningful 
and that is not filled to the brim with purpose. And I just want to say that it is absolutely possible to find a calling in your life, something that drives you, something with purpose. And it wasn't until I began to live a life of meaning and purpose that I truly felt inspired to make changes in my life to live a more balanced, healthy life. I think that's a very important point that you make. It, you need like a, a goal that goes beyond just, I want to be healthy or I want to lose a lot of weight. Usually that stays in the realm of you know good intentions. But if you've got a, a more important goal, I want to be healthy because I want to take care of my family. I want to be a role model for my kids, whatever, you know, fill in the blanks. If you've got that overarching goal, then you'll have the drive and the energy to pull you through that, tr- that, that journey towards a healthy and balanced life. And, and that brings me back to uh, losing it with Jillian. I think that she did a masterful job um, with um, most of the people in, in, in these episodes because a lot of them had, had clearly given up. You know, like the, the last episode with that dead who just, you know, n- nobody could move him. Yeah. And he was depressed and he was just compensating so much with food. And, and his wife was unhappy and his kids were afraid that they, you know, they would lose their parents. And it was just this situation where everything seemed paralyzed and lethargic. And then Jillian comes in and it takes her really a couple of days before she is able to break through that attitude of, you know, I don't care anymore. And I don't, you know, whatever. And once she got to the core, once she did the confrontation between the kids and the parents, that usually does the trick, you know, where the kids tell their parents what they really feel and how scared they are of losing their parents, you know, because of a heart attack or whatever. That's the moment that it starts to click and you see the change because that's the moment that they got a real reason to change their lives. Absolutely. That's that's why why I love watching that show. Absolutely. That is exactly what it is. And and I want to encourage people to to think about, you know, and and I'll I'll tell you, more than saying, okay, I'm going to start counting my calories like Father Roderick and Cliff Ravenscraft, or I'm going to start running, or I'm going to start, you know, walking daily. And certainly those are all valuable things, and it's a great place to get started. But I would would suggest if you haven't done this, uh, start asking yourself this question, what drives me? You know, what, what, what is it that I find meaning and purpose? You know, is there something that I do that I feel like contributes to the world? And, and, and for some of you, that's going to be being the best dad or husband that you can be and and, and that's fine. But, um, you know, oftentimes, and I, I certainly fell into this when I was just working my day in, day out job selling insurance, you know, I was making a lot of money. I, I was, I was doing extremely well financially. Um, and bringing home a solid paycheck. But to be honest with you, I had just lost touch with what was most important to me. And I was not the best husband that I want, could be. And I was not the best father. And, and things, it, it wasn't until I realized that, you know what? I'm just not passionate about what I'm doing, about anything. And, and when I realized that, that's, you know, it was really podcasting that woke that up within me. And, and I say that podcasting is, 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 is everything. But, uh, you know, I think it's because I started recording this podcast at the time I used to call it my crazy life. And mm-hmm. I, and it was, I was, I was sharing so much of my life with people that all of a sudden it's like, wow, my life really sucks right now. <laughs> I should change it. <laughs> It's like, oh, wait, I started, I started talking about my life and then I started talking about what, man, I, what I would really like my life to look like. 
And and when I really started to to share a lot about who I am, I recognized there was a lot about myself I wanted to change. And so I encourage people, you know, break out a journal, get a, go out and go to the bookstore today, and or fire up a, a word document and start documenting some thoughts that you have about your life, uh, talking about the things you love, the things that you don't like, and. And, and, and really start to evaluate, you know, your strengths and your weaknesses and put together a plan to have to say, you know what, for, today's the first day of the rest of my life and I'm going to live my life on purpose. Yeah. And don't wait. Don't, don't postpone. Don't procrastinate that exercise because it's, it can literally change your life for, for the better. And, um, just, uh, last Saturday, I, um, I, I was in one of the churches here in Amersfoort and, um, and after mass, I talked to this young man and, um, and so I asked him, you know, what do you do? And he says, oh, I work with, uh, elderly, um, that are, you know, in, in a, in a very advanced stage of, um, how would you call that? Uh, Alzheimer, you know, they don't know where they are. They, they, and he's a nurse, a male nurse, and he takes care of them. And I was like, wow, that must be so difficult because these people, you know, you, you walk in the room and they don't know who you are, even though, you know, like a couple hours ago, you still fed them and, and talked with them. And how, what made you want to, to do that type of work? And he said, well, I, I, I never thought that I would be doing this. Actually, I thought my career was to become a manager. And uh, two years ago, you know, I was doing everything to get to this point in my life where I wanted to be, you know, coaching people. And, and, and I didn't realize at the time that that was totally not my thing. And I was aspiring to be a manager because of the prestige it would give me and the salary and people look, would look up to me. And I didn't even ask myself the question, is this what I'm supposed to be? And then that, that whole, you know, tension of, of trying to strive to become a manager and then having all these people, uh, you know, de- it was a very demanding thing. And, and he got very stressed. He s- didn't sleep that much. And, and one day he gets, um, uh, how do you call that? That one of the vessels in his brain ruptures. Um, an aneurysm. An an- he gets an aneurysm and gets rushed to the hospital. Um, fortunately for him, it, it, they were able to kind of intervene uh, very, very quickly. But it still took him about a half a year to kind of recover from that. And, and during that time, he suddenly, it clicked. He was like, what am I doing? What am I doing with my life? I'm, I'm trying to be this person that, I'm, that I don't think I should be. And it's causing so much stress. It's costing me my life, literally. And, and that's when he made that switch and he... he 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 is like okay. I'm I'm gonna do. I'm gonna take care of other people, and that's my vocation. And and he told me it's been, you know, the biggest change in his life. And he feels like you know, th- this is what I'm supposed to do, and I'm happy. It's totally different from what other people told me that I should pursue, but but you know, I don't care. This is where I'm happy, and and even though you know, health wise, there's always this risk that tomorrow I can have another aneurysm, and and that's very difficult to live with. But at least I know that every day of my life now, I'm I'm living the life that I want to live, and I'm the person that I'm supposed to be. And I thought that was that was one of the most profound discussions I've ever had after mass. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what, Father Roderick, I'm I'm going to go back three years in my mindset, and I'm going to play you know, the advocate here and, and tell you what goes through my mind 
Because I, I, I certainly would say, wow, that's such a great story. I totally agree with that today with my mindset that I have today. But I'm, I'm going to go back three years and I'm going to tell you what I hear, what I used to think every single time somebody like you would tell me a story like that. And I would say, oh, yeah, whatever. Uh, this guy wasn't like me. He wasn't married. He didn't have three young kids. You know, he's not struggling, you know, paycheck to paycheck and, and stuff like that. And here I have this great paying job. And sure, I hate it. But you know what? It's paying the bills and we're slowly moving forward, eking by an existence week after week. And no, I don't like it. Sure, I would love to go pursue something I'm more passionate about. But there's just no money in that. Mm. And and how can I how I, I am? And again, this is my mindset three years ago. How on earth? How, 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 how egotistical and arrogant it is for you to sit down and say, well, it's just that easy to just go and live life and do the things you're meant to do because it's not that easy. What do you have to say about that? <laughs> well, yeah, I think that a lot of us thought or are still thinking like that. And it's, it's sad because we, we're condemning ourselves to, you know, we're basically keeping ourselves hostage in a situation that doesn't make us happy. And I always feel that that if we are not happy in the life that we are living and, and we we still continue to do the things we do just because we feel that there's no alternative and, you know, ugh, it's just I'm condemned to live this life. Something is wrong with this life. What what kind of life is that? Exactly. exactly. Aren't we supposed to at least feel that what we're doing makes sense and that it, 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 it enriches me and, and, and serves a purpose? I mean, I don't, I don't think that every job should be always fun and that there's never a moment that you have to kind of kick yourself. And, and <laughs> sometimes, yeah, work in every situation can be tough and can be demanding. But at least, it, you know, I, I'm, I'm ready to work really hard and to do a lot of sacrifices if I know that what I'm doing is what I'm supposed to do and, yes. and, and serves a purpose. There are certainly, I mean, a lot of people look at me and they say, wow, gosh, that, that Cliff Ravenscraft, you know, sitting there, he does what he loves and stuff like that. And they think that this is all, you know, you know, Cliff's so excited when he gets behind the microphone. Well, I, I encourage you to go to check out gspn.tv slash passion two, the number two. And if mm-hmm. you go to that website address, you'll hear a, a podcast that Stephanie and I recorded uh, after two years of us doing this full time. We finally reveal for the very first time what it was like the very first year I decided to do this full time. And my friends, it was not fun. I mean, there, mm-hmm. a, a lot of it was fun, but it was more anxiety and stuff like that. But here's what I learned through this process. And this is what I'll say to anybody who is like completely in the mindset of exactly what I just shared just a minute ago is that. I was not living an inspired life. And I believe that when you find your calling, when you find your passion, when you find that thing that you should be doing with your life, you become inspired again. And and what I mean is thoughts come to you to, to take you to that place where you need to be, to be able to provide for your wife, to be able to provide for your family. Things will come to the to your mind. But I, I feel like, you know, back when I just did what culture and everybody around me did, and that was, you know what, I, I go out, I find a safe job, a, you know, a quote-unquote secure job, and, mm-hmm. and, and I just, you know, I, I go in, I wake up in the morning, and I just do this routine of punch in, punch out, and that, that's my life, that's my existence. And when I broke free from that and actually said, you know what, there's so much more, 
I, I've never worked so hard in my life. I mean, as an insurance agent, let me tell you, that's not an easy job. It's extremely stressful. There's a lot of education involved. There's a lot of potential totally screwing people's lives up if you don't do your job right. I mean, mm-hmm. there is a lot of things with that. But I, I'll tell you what, podcasting, you think it's the easiest thing in the world. Let me tell you, I have never worked so hard in my entire life than what I've done over the last two and a half years. But I'm inspired and I love what I do. I don't love everything about it. It's been difficult, but I feel purpose and meaning. And it's one of those things where I wake up in the morning and I say, you know what? I can't wait to do what I do today. Exactly. And it's that energy that will ultimately bring you much further than than if you would have stuck with your old routine and the kind of safe situation where you that, that you lived. Um, it's it's. It's, it's Again, it's comparable to what we see both on The Biggest Loser and on Losing It with Jillian. The moment that these people get motivated and that this spark starts to kind of ignite them, they work harder than ever before. They have to sacrifice so much and it, their life in a way becomes much more difficult than it ever was before. However, it... it Introducing they, uh, new uh, French honey hold mustard on. dipping Ah! What's that, honey? You're, you're you, honey mustard dipping sauce. Check this out. Every time I refresh your page, I don't know if you know this, but Ustream puts a pre-roll ad on your on your page now. I know it's terrible. Uh, they, they're rolling out these these advertisements. Oh no! Anyway, uh, I apologize. That was totally my fault. Go ahead. It's funny though. <laughs> <laughs> honey mustard sauce. I like that. <laughs> but um, but it's it's. It's so always so inspiring to see that the moment that these people decide to, that they they are sick and tired of being sick and tired, and that's a Dave Ramsey quote, because in a way, you know, a financial conversion and and a change of life on a financial plan is very similar to the changes that we see in The Biggest Loser and with losing it with Jillian. It's that moment that you're sick and tired of being sick and tired. That's when the work begins, but it's also when your life gets so much more depth and you feel every day you wake up with a purpose. And if that purpose is, you know, today I'm going to be at the gym for two hours and I don't care if it, if I will feel sore afterwards because I know that this is what I'm supposed to do and it will make me healthy and it will make me live longer so I can take care of my family and I'll be a role model for my kids, then, you know, it's still, despite the fact that you have to work hard, it, it will be worth it. And you will get the energy to do it. And you will feel so much happier when you go back to bed in the evening. I and totally that's, agree. That's, that's the type of people that we are called to be. And I wouldn't settle for anything less. If you feel that, you know, my life is really kind of subpar and yeah, sure, I'd like to do something else, but really, nah, I don't care. If you feel like that, then there is something more that you need to do. And it's, I, I'm not I'm not kind of promoting a decision where, you know, you walk up to your boss today and you tell him, hey, you know, <laughs> you know what you can do with this job? You know where you can put it? And I'm just going to have fun and I'm going to spend all my money and I'm going to make, you know, it's not that. It's, it's, you have to be responsible. You have to really think about these changes and talk and get advice from friends and, and, and perhaps read up on a few books that might show you the way and learn from, from other people that have gone before you. But it is possible at any stage in your life, no matter how old you are and what your current situation is. I know that every one of us can, can change for the better. And, uh, and just that's where you have to have faith. And sometimes you just have to do it. 
And then later on, you'll see, okay, this is what I was supposed to do. And I couldn't see it at the time. And don't give up when it's a little bit hard in the beginning. It's just like losing weight. If you step on a treadmill the first week of being on the ranch, <laughs> the biggest loser ranch, it's going to be terrible. Yep. And you're going to doubt everything. And you're going to be like, why on earth did I embark on this adventure? And who talked me into this? And these trainers are crazy. And Jillian is crazy. And this is never going to work. But if you pursue, if you if you really invest in it, it will start to pay off. And, and then you will start to see the, the small improvements. And, and based on that, you will have the courage to continue. I'll tell you what. I, wow. This is definitely not a recreation of what we did last week. But certainly, I feel like this was inspired. And I am so thankful to God for, for the opportunity to come together and, and have a, my friend from the Netherlands and myself here in Northern Kentucky able to speak to you guys and share our hearts and our journeys and our thoughts with you. And I pray that, that you guys will be inspired by, by these, these discussions. Uh, it is a true blessing to be able to do what we do. Hey, folks, I want to let you know, I think we're going to uh, have a, at least a week off because we are going to not be in, in our own normal places next week. Are we, Father Roderick? No, I'm going to be in uh, first in in Philadelphia, the city uh, where Rocky did his first workout. You know, when he was trying to get into shape. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you remember that one? I'm I'm there for a marketing a Catholic marketing conference, and then I will travel on Friday. I will travel to Boston, and that's where I'm going to meet Cliff for the first time in my life. <laughs> Is that amazing or what? I am so excited. Great. That's going to be so weird. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, we want to let you know, um, Father Roderick and I, if you live in the Boston area or anywhere within a reasonable travel distance, we want to encourage you to come and meet with us. And uh, we're, in, we're hosting a very special meetup. Uh, it's, we're calling it the Boston Social Media Tweet Up. And you can find out all the details if you go to gspn.tv slash Boston Meetup. Again, that's just a website address. You just type it into your browser, gspn.tv forward slash Boston Meetup. It is on Sunday, August 8th from 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. Eastern Time. We're meeting at a place called John Harvard's Brew House, and it's going to be a blast. We're going to have a great time, and we would love to meet you there. And if you wouldn't mind, please do RSVP so we can let the staff and everybody there at the venue know uh, how many people we're going to uh, fill that place with. So we want to encourage you to come join us. Absolutely. That would be great. It's going to be an awesome afternoon. I'm so looking forward to that. And if you want to uh, hear more details or uh, follow us on Twitter, that's a great way to keep track of where we are and and what our plans are and and to hear more about that uh, meetup. Um, Cliff, where are you on Twitter? I am at twitter.com slash gspn. So again, that's twitter.com slash gspn stands for the Generally Speaking Production Network. And what about you, Father Roderick? And I am uh, twitter.com slash Father Roderick. Very just cool. Just uh, Father Roderick, one word. And uh, yeah, I'm so excited. Very I can't cool. wait. Well, I'll tell you what, we will see you there if you can make it. And if not, until next time, everybody, be a loser. <laughs>